This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Welcome to the Dogish Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to dog parents and the topics, events, and personalities impacting their lives. My name is Jason Arias, co-founder of Forever USA, the dog photography experience for you and the dog who stole your heart. And with me as always is my lovely co-host, Miss Sylvia Wess, owner of Dog Up in This Bitch Dog Training. Hello, how are you today? I'm doing so good. I'm extra excited for today's episode that's funny because i'm extra nervous for today's i know but that's just because you're giving up creative (laughs) control so i'm gonna kick jason the heck out of here and bring his wife on who Mm -hmm. will be so i will be hosting by myself i'm a little nervous about that i'm not gonna lie jason are you gonna be good with the timer again today i will do my best i think you're gonna crush it (laughs) I'm going to do great. And um, I'm really excited to talk with Christy. Do you know what I'm like the most excited about? What? I am so excited to listen to the podcast and hear your dog mom joke. Well, yep. All right. I'm, it's, I've been so excited <laughs> to do this. Like when Christy booked this interview and like I knew I was going to get to do the joke by myself because Jason decided he didn't want to be a part of the interview. I figured well, it'd be fun Christy to have a girl day. Together. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So we're going to do a lady takeover. We're going to have like a little ladies who who lunch dogish podcast day. So Jason out right, with I'm you out. in with Christy. Looking forward to it. I hope you guys enjoy right. the show. Off you go. Hi, Christy. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Dogish Podcast. Thank you. The um, the, the culmination of uh, happenstance meeting because of your brilliant uh, tour across America, Rescued Heroes Road Tour. Um, how are you? I'm, I'm so excited to be doing this. Can I just say? I know. Me too. I'm so excited. I when when you and Jason started doing this, I was a little jealous because I love you. <laughs> You're my person too. <laughs> yes, you're so still I'm my person. To be here. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Well, we've been Christy and I've been scheming behind the scenes to kick Jason out of here for quite mm-hmm. some time um and do a podcast takeover ladies day. So here we oh. are finally doing it. Um so just a little bit about, you know, it's been a while since our host introduction aired and everyone got to know how Jason and I met each other. So mm-hmm. I would just love to hear like your version oh, of the event oh. on how we met. All oh of gosh. Us. Well, I, I'm going to give you my raw like feelings. Cause that's what I do. I'm a big feeler. Do it. So I remember because Jason was just like talking about how much I'm going to love you, how bubbly you are. All He was just, just gushing over you before we met. 
we met in was it LA or San Diego? Mm-hmm. LA. Okay. And so we're we're on the R we're in the RV, we're making our way there. And I remember everybody getting out of the RV before me and I could see you and I was like, Oh, oh my gosh, what if what if she doesn't like me? Like what if the energy doesn't match? You know, I was super, super nervous to meet you. No for the first way. Time. Yes. Get out of town. Some women just like you don't know. So and at that time, because that. that was two years ago, you know, I was I was super nervous and um, we were just doing something really big and you're a really big personality too. I just remember being really nervous. And then I walk out and we're both like, ah, ah. <laughs> it all was gone. And you were like my best friend within like 30 <laughs> seconds of meeting Legit. energy, just like, Phew. we took too many selfies together that we day. We did, but I was just so happy because well, it like so, felt all so in good. The name, I know it was like all in the name of like promotion. Yes. No, we were just building a lifelong friendship. It was. It's just so powerful when you can meet another woman that is good energy and strength. And, you know, when the two when when two great energies like that come together, it's just perfect. It just feels so good. One doesn't have to work hard for the other. It was just perfect. Mm. Yeah, I love that. So we met um, for those who haven't listened to the host introduction. So we met at a restaurant. Yeah. In <laughs> it was a dog North friendly Carolina. restaurant, of course. Dog friendly restaurant. The wallpaper though. Do you remember that wallpaper? I, I remember the the just the beautiful dogs everywhere. Was it the wallpaper? Or was it a statue that I'm remembering? There was also a statue. Okay. <laughs> it was a real do you remember the name of the place? Because it was a gorgeous place. Sadly no. Oh, we'll have to ask Jason. It was so good. I know. And then your giant RV rolls up uh-huh, right in front of it. Climb, you climb out. It's mm-hmm. you, Jason, your two children, yeah. your assistant and oh, your two dogs. It was so many of us. So, it was so like a circus coming out. <laughs> so what was that like? I mean, living with your husband and your kids in such close quarters. Uh, I have to say, how, long, how were, long were you on the tour? Well, well, first, I have to say when we were interviewing nannies, one of my major questions was, how do you feel with confrontation with your mom and dad? Like when that happens, when they get in a little argument or something, because I Mm. needed to make sure that whoever was with us could handle conffrontation and know that Mm. it's okay. It will blow over, you know, because that happens. We're in a little space. Yeah. And the tour, I, it was, gosh, I don't remember how many days it was, but we left, um, like the first week of June and then didn't get back until like the first week of August. So and all the way around the United States. It was amazing. Like I, I miss it. It was and it was before COVID hit the summer before. So um, thank God we did that. Yeah, the world is so different now. So different. I yeah. mean, I yeah, it's crazy to think of you like jumping out of the RV as a total stranger and then like locking arms. Yeah. Oh, I'm a huge energy reader, like right upon, you know, meeting you, you just know. And why would you, why hold back? You know what I mean? We're here for such a short time that you should embrace all the great energy that you can. All of the embracing once COVID ends. Yes, I can't that's wait to true. Have you oh God! So oh real. my gosh! Even when I just get to work with a client in the studio with my mask on, still and six feet away, I'm like, "Hi, hi, how are you?" Because I love them so much and miss them. I can totally relate to that. So, I have a question for you. When we get back from the break, we're going to yeah. take a quick break, okay. and then I want to talk to you more about that. Beautiful. 
hugging all of your clients in the studio. Yeah. I totally relate to that. I, I am also a very huggy, touchy, feely businesswoman. <laughs> um, but what I would love to hear from you is because we've heard Jason's version of things, right? Okay. So now I want to hear totally like, different people. To- like <gasps> night and day, you guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> night and day. So talk to me about how this business got started. Talk to me about like how in the heck you became a pet photographer. Oh my gosh. It was not something I ever saw coming ever. And I think I even said at one point in my life that I wouldn't because I couldn't, I couldn't have control of animals, but I could have control of people. And um, there, yeah, because you can, you can mold and move and instruct Mm. people with animals. That is not what's going to happen when you're photographing them just like little children. It's the same thing. Um, So we were at a place where we had been photographing weddings, you know, all over the world, families, all of it. We had moved to um, Reno and we wanted to do something that we were using our talents to give back in some way. And we stumbled upon a project that an open space where we could just freely do whatever we wanted in the space. And we thought, well, we need to utilize this in a way to give back. And what and and, and also, how can we um, uplift the space that we're in, you know, we're going to create something that would would elevate them as well. This is like a gallery, it was at a hotel. And so the hotel was pet friendly, and one of the only ones in Reno. And we thought, okay, well, let's work with a local shelter and start photographing the shelter dogs and we'll put the art pieces up. Um, and then from, because then that, w- that elevates their, the hotel and mixes with mm-hmm. their brand. And then we launched Forever Reno, which was all about photographing um, people with their, with their dogs. And it's all about um, just capturing the energy that goes between them. Because what we love the most about our animals is who they are when we're with them because we don't know who they are without us. So of course they are who they are when they're with us and that's what we love the most. And so we started photographing them with their people. And then from there we put them in a book and we're able to get back to the shelter through that. So that's where it started. And then when it started, I looked at Jason after like feeling these people and what this meant to them. And I said, I can't, like, I can't unknow what I know and what I've experienced. I can't go back. Like I couldn't go back, to, and this sounds awful, but just photographing families because these these dog moms, and a lot of them were, they were single dog moms. And this was mm. their person, their people in their life. And they would mm. come to the shoot and it was as if no one had ever given them permission that this was normal, that they were able to love as openly and as freely and as, as, as wildly as we do our children on our phones. Mm-hmm. And I was, we were giving them permission to love their dogs that way as people. And they, would, they were sobbing, like they were crying, they were so thankful. And I just, that's where I wanna live. I wanna live in a space where I'm making a difference in someone's life. And I believed in it and be- do believe in it and could feel it. It was like everything. And so I, there was no turning back. So at the time, were you a dog mom too or oh, just I, a mom? No, I was a dog mom, but not okay. at the level I am now. I okay. <laughs> each of these each of these people that came through, they transformed me. You know, they they were healing me and helping me as much as I was them. So they they all opened my heart and my mind in ways that I had never experienced. 
So break that down because you're saying the word healing. And I feel like that's a very mm-hmm. choice word. So what what was what was the wound? Like what were they healing for you in terms of like your ability to love and show love for an for an animal for a pet? They were I was seeing I was seeing my 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 dogs as people for the first time. And for people were really healing for each other, but that still comes with judgment. It comes with, you know, uh, just feelings that kind of hold us back from it, from holds us back from completely feeling and it being about that person. Um, mm. Animals don't do that. When, when, they, when they love you, it's unconditional. Just so it's the purest love that you can get. And so I just started to recognize who my who my guys my 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 you know max and and brownie i'm like who my daughter and my son were you know and i have two other sons but that's what i was about to say but who they were and how healing they were in our lives like the boys would start having a bad day or or just like really sad and you would see max crawl up in his lap and make him laugh like they are the power that they have with the kids and with us was something us as humans don't have with each other and I didn't recognize that before my clients started sharing everything with me. And then I was like brought out of this dark black hole of holy shit, like this is, I already have this in my life. I can't believe that I, I didn't see this and the power mm. and the strength is here. Oh my God, everybody needs to know this. And I just, mm. you know, couldn't stop from there. I love that. So Brownie and Max, mm-hmm. now did you and Jason get them together? Talk to me about your two little. (laughs) No. Okay. No. So. Okay. Talk to me about this. Brownie. Brownie came. Now there's a third one. Yeah. Yeah. And she's in. She's in. She's in. Okay. So what happened with that? They're funny stories, though, because so we had Nina and she was 17 years old. We knew that she wasn't going to be with us for much longer. She was a queen that only loved Jason and basically looked like she wasn't alive if Jason wasn't home. Like you, one time, you know, the house cleaner thought that she had passed away while they were there oh because she doesn't like, and he, they called him and then he comes home and she's like, ah, you know, like, <laughs> he was the chosen one in her life. Okay. They were soulmates. <laughs> they this really were soulmates. Okay. And he was always her first girl, his first girl. Um, and, and, so and I was had never, Nina, he had Nina before so hold on. We so met. he had before you met. Okay. Yes. And we've been together 11 years. Okay, so Nina was that was his was was Nina your first dog or that was his first? Oh, that was his first dog. Oh, and then I moved into that relationship. Oh, Mm -hmm. so you were the other woman. I was the other woman, absolutely. And she made that clear all the time. Side eye, catching everybody up. Yes, side eye for like what was like seven years of her life with me. (laughs) It didn't. It didn't stop. And so then uh, Jason's dad, who at the time owned Charlie's Place, he created a doggy daycare because there was not one that was good enough for his dogs. So he just created this amazing elaborate space for dogs and huge, huge, huge dog advocate and lover himself. And um, somebody had dropped off a dog to him because, which was Brownie, because they were gonna they were gonna move or something. And, and Brownie was always in the backyard, never had love any of it, and mm. they they just didn't love her. And so she went over and said, "Can I please just can I take her? Can I take her off your hands?" And they said yes. And then Ed had Brownie, and they called, and then he called us and said, "I've got this gorgeous girl. You know, um, do you want to meet her?" And I'll tell you what, though, even though she's with us now, 
grandpa, which is Ed, is her first love. So when he comes over to the house, we don't exist. She knows who saved her, and that is Ed. Yeah. And then, so I didn't really um, know her or anything. I think I was out of town. You're going to see a pattern here. I was out of town when Brownie came into our life, and Jason did all of this. Then with Max, I was out of town. I think I was in New Jersey, and he goes to the shelter and gets Max and videos it and everything, and I come home, and there's Max. So he got two dogs while I was not here. Yeah. Yeah. That's very special. I know. And then you know all about Lucy, right? How she just showed up. I went and saw a pet psychic about her. Did you? Oh, God. Okay, hold on. I know. There's so so much. I have so many questions. But, <laughs> I but I just like so to rewind. Yeah. So Lucy yeah. is essentially the only dog that's arrived into your family while you've been present. Yeah, yes, you're right. She is. I woke up to her playing in my backyard with Brownie. You found Lucy. Oh, <gasps> you, okay. you know what? Yes. And I named her. And then I found out from the pet psychic that that was actually her name. Wow. Okay, we're going to get into all of that. I, know. I just got the chills. I know. But I'm so happy that you finally have your own dog, apparently. Yeah. Um, thanks, Jason, yeah, for thanks. leaving Christy out of all the executive he dog really adopting experiences. Yes, he did. But all they're right. all beautiful. They're all part of our family. They are. I love your kids. Love they're so cute. <laughs> um, so previous to Jason, like, had you been a dog mom before that? Or like, talk to me about your history with dogs. No, I I grew up with, so I grew up in Northern Kentucky and we had never had like a dog that was part of the family. Now I explain it as they were yard dogs. So they they would okay. go in and out of the garage and they had a whole back, uh, a whole invisible fence yard, never, ever, ever like a part of our life. So now mm. knowing the difference, that doesn't count. I did not really have dogs. I'm like really mm. bothered by the fact that that was our normal growing up, you know, and my dad even broke that. Um, as we all moved out and my mom passed away, he was, he, he was, I want to say stuck in the beginning. He was stuck with my mom's dog, which was a little lap dog. And then she changed him too. There is no such thing as a yard dog in our families anymore. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I grew up very similarly, yeah. you know, big, big ranch in Temecula and my, my parents never were like dog people. Yeah. Um, and then Tallulah, who's my late rescue, who just passed in November, totally changed our entire family. Wow. Now, Isn't that amazing? My, it's amazing. My parents own two little white. One is a Bichon Shih Tzu mix and the uh-huh. other one is a Multipoo. And they yeah. own two little white lap dogs whom for Christmas, legit, my dad requested footy pajamas <laughs> for Bichon. <laughs> because he could not find a pair that would fit him. And I was like, I'll get him pajamas of course you would that's what he requested my dad who's like this gruff you know garage 1950s greaser guy who Mm -hmm. always believed like you needed a big dog to like protect your property now has a bichon in funny pajamas yeah so you're welcome world (laughs) right right you know that is one of the the most fascinating um, gorgeous things um that i get to witness through all of my shoots when a man comes in and they usually try to like not be part of the whole shoot they won't a lot of times they'll even avoid like the getting to know you phone calls Mm. and i have to do like i and then i overwork myself to do discovery and connection during the shoot with the dad um 
those men are the men that cry when they see their photographs for the first time because we Aww. as society don't give them permission to just melt and just be their true authentic mm. self, you know, out in public or with anyone outside of their home, you know, with their animals or even with their children. I mean, we're starting to break that down, but mm -hmm. you know, society just doesn't give men that permission. They just don't think that it's like manly enough. And they mm. are like, you see the the biggest, biggest life change and thank you. And oh my God, I had no idea when they come through and do the photo shoots and see that light and that exchange. It's it's so powerful. So I think it's so rad that you're even seeing that in your dad because I saw it in my dad too. It just melts yep. my heart. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, it we're gonna take a quick break. Okay. We're gonna come back. I wanna dive into this animal psychic experience. <laughs> I have so many questions. Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. Hilarious things ensued during the break. Um, <laughs> we will have to at like have that since it's recorded as oh, like God. just like a part of you know for our members. Okay, oh, gosh, we're back to it. <laughs> we're here. Um, so before the break, we were gushing over just like allowing men the permission to mm. be the loving, compassionate, caring human beings mm -hmm. that they are, and I think that that was something that like connected me so deeply with your family and like I've had feedback from like friends and coworkers who are listening to the podcast and they're like you know you and Jason talking together like it's just so natural it seems like you've been friends forever and I think it's just because like he literally just has permission to be a dog dad and I think yeah. that's what we're really trying to create here yeah. you know culture that we're trying to create around doggish podcasts which is like you can authentically love your animal and gush over them <laughs> and be a dog parent exclusively if that's mm -hmm. your jam mm -hmm. you know and um on steroids just, because they on only get to be with us for like a minute do you it's know what i mean so unfair like i can't believe how quickly they just they I come know. and go i know um <laughs> so i wanted to talk to you about because this was something i considered doing with Tallulah, but yeah. i ended up not having enough time to do mm. but um what do you what talk to me about this experience you had with the animal psychic like oh what, my gosh what inspired you first of all why did you yeah. call her okay so i did not set this up i have a friend who runs a rescue here in reno and she's one of my best friends and we're sitting here and she says I'm going to call the she's she's called the dog psychic for her rescues many times, you know, to get to know okay. them and to be able to communicate with them on a different level while they're in her home kind of thing. And so we're sitting on the couch and she says, I'm going to set up a call with her on Wednesday for one of her dogs. And she says, do you want to do you want to do it with me? And then I'll give you some time to talk to her, too. And I was like, OK, you know, I didn't think much of it. And then um, we're, we did it in the car the other day and I let her go first because I wasn't sure, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, how real is this? You know, what, mm. what, what is this, you know? And um, then she started talking to my friend about her dogs and I was just really taken back by some of the things that she was saying and how she went about it because she would pause and she would mute everything and you could like she she was going to talk to the dog and and then 
And then she'd come back on and she would talk about it. And then when it was my turn, we were talking just, we didn't really tell her anything about Lucy. And, but she immediately just stopped us and said, stop, stop, stop. She's already talking to me and you guys are, you're, you're just keep going. So stop. Cause I can't keep up with it. And she, we, we were, we were telling her, we told her a little bit about her. And then she goes, basically, this is what it broke down to. She, and she started crying when she was telling me because she said most dogs mm. don't go into the details of their past and mm. um, they do, they're not as like they don't highlight it and detail it nearly as much and she said Lucy came from a man that loved her so much and that she was six weeks old and he would put her in his jacket and that he was a transient so he wasn't homeless mm. but he would go and, and I don't know if you rem- if Jason said this at all but from our footage that we caught he we thought he was homeless bringing mm-hmm. her in okay and and but her paws didn't look like they were street worthy homeless you know they mm-hmm. were still really beautiful and pink and so she's she says he he really 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 loved her and he was preparing her for this and they they talked about it and he was very very intuitive he was able to connect with her on a deeper level and um for about a month and a half they were coming by and him and Lucy would talk about it. You know, like, this is going to be your new home. This is who you're going to be with someday. And he would come up to the fence and Brownie, to my surprise, because she's the one that's aggressive with her yard. Evidently, mm-hmm. she was the one that was like, okay, yeah, I, yeah, we're friends. You can come into my yard. And Max was like, oh, hell no. These, this is not okay. These are, you know, you are not supposed <laughs> to be here. The rules are the rules. And he even acted like that once she was here. And um, and he, he just kept coming back. And she said, so it was an agreement between Brownie, Lucy, and him. And he was prepping her. You've got to be a good girl. This is going to be your home. Oh and then she started to get really emotional because she said, this isn't something that he wanted to do, but it's something he had to do because she said she didn't know what it was, but that he was terminal, that he was going to, he knew he mm. was going to be going away whether that oh my meant, God. but she used the word terminal if it was, if he had an illness or if he was going to be moving away, you know, mm. she didn't know, but that he kept telling her, you've got to be a good girl. They're going to love you. You're going to have two boys, a mom and a dad, and a, you know, the two siblings that are dogs, you know, all of it. And I, I said, I was like, this is wild to me because when, when we wake, we woke up and Brownie and her are playing in the backyard. It blew my mind because Brownie's so protective. I'm afraid mm-hmm. of dogs around her because she she just was, and especially with female dogs, she's just not friendly around female dogs that are her size or bigger. And mm. they were playing like they knew each other forever. And they did. They knew each other. And then I asked her, mm. I said, so... Well, I said, what was her name before she came to us? And she went and asked, and she said, well, her name was Lucy. And I said, oh, you're kidding me, right? You're kidding. And she said, no. And I said, because that's what I named her, like right off. And I and I even said it after I said Lucy. She looked at me and I said, oh, look, wouldn't that be funny if that was her name before we got her? So mm-hmm. I was intuitively saying the things that, you know, could potentially be the reality. And then the pet psychic was telling me these things before she knew that wow. I had already linked into that. And then Max didn't, he just, he's just now warming up to her. It's been about a week and a half, maybe two weeks now. And he's just yeah. now warming up to her, but th- it all fit like how Max was like, no, this isn't supposed to be. This is not like the rules are set. And she's I not know part of them. the curmudgeon. 
Max is such a curmudgeon. I know. No, I mean, I think so. Honestly, it's like taking everything in me to not be sobbing right now. I'm I like know. doing a very I good cried job when she told me. Good job. I'm like literally tearing up, but I cry almost every podcast at this point. So <laughs> whatever it happens. Um, what I think is just so incredible about this whole story is just, and this is going to trip you out, but when Jason told, I think we were on with, who are we interviewing? Billy, I think in New oh, York. I love Billy. And Jason told us the story and he was like borderline upset. And Billy and I both were like, yeah, but you know what? How amazing is it that this human loved his dog so much mm-hmm. that he probably saw your dogs in the yard and saw the house and was like, this is a safe place for me to leave my dog. And he didn't just like abandon her somewhere. Like right. that is something that says that like this person thoughtfully curated your home. Yeah. And Jason was like, yeah, that's kind of crazy to think that like somebody just might may have picked us to leave their dog with. But that was totally Billy and I were like, oh, no, like someone loved their dog so much that they left her there. Like neither of us. And then I remember afterwards you coming in and you were very upset. It was scary at first. You were like, we have children. (laughs) I was because I was in it. You know, it's as a society, too. We do tend to go Mm. the negative first before we get through it and we process it. And then we absolutely positive. And I was, I was just like, because Brownie is so possessive over her yard. And I just thought, what if the kids were out there with Brownie Mm. when this happened? And my kids are like, they love dogs, you know? And then Mm -hmm. Brownie would have freaked out on Mm -hmm. this dog. And then my kids would have been traumatized seeing that, you know, Mm. when my kids, and they know all the rules. We we take them through shelters, you know? Mm -hmm. They're very, very educated about, you know, rescue dogs and how to approach them any dog but um it that it was the fear came in first and i remember my stomach dropped when i saw the video of him leaving her because he came into our backyard Mm -hmm. into our gate to leave her like he'd been here before i know he hasn't been in our backyard before and it makes sense now knowing that he you know was basically scouting this out to leave her with someone that he knew would love her um but it was scary and it took me some time to process and it's really cool to learn her as we're going though because you can see in her face that she's like i'm a good girl i'm being a good girl right you you love me Mm. you want me here i'm a good gir'll look i can shake and she shakes and she's teaching Mm. the other dogs to sit you know stiller and she's she's playing with them and bringing more play into our family like she's beautiful and she she's a healer too. I was leaning up against the kitchen after this had just happened. It was just a little, like a day or so after this had happened and I was in the kitchen and I was having a moment and she comes in and comes up to me and puts her arms around me, like holds me. Mm. And then Jason's sitting on the couch struggling with something and she comes over and puts her head on his knee. Like she's a healer, which makes sense because who she was with before, you know, was very intuitive and they were very Mm. bonded and she was healing him as well. Mm-hmm. you know, with everything that he's going through. So she's, she's amazing. And I, I keep meaning to, I need to write a note and put it on the fence because I have to believe he still comes by and checks on her. Of and course. I'm going to write a note and leave it for him. Just thanking him for everything that she's brought into our life and for trusting us. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm like literally <laughs> crying. <laughs> I'm Can't sorry. focus. She's no, I think, yeah. And I think that this is just so, 
It's so incredible when you take a step back and you really think about the power Mm -hmm. that dogs bring into our lives. And what I find so fascinating, just like in having done a few of these interviews now and talking to different people and just learning so many different perspectives. Like I think back to the interview we did um, with with the amazing vet and mm-hmm. you know his David. take on yeah He's David's take on homeless animals oh. and like how impactful they actually are yeah. to their people and so mm-hmm. I don't know it's just like all of this information is coming into my body at once and I oh. love it and it's incredible um okay so we're gonna take a quick break okay. mostly so that I can compose myself <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then we're gonna come back and I want to talk to you about um just about the badass woman in business that you are. So we'll be right back. We're back. So Christy has just finished turning me into a complete puddle. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I had to take a quick break to literally compose myself. It's so good to um, feel. <laughs> it's so good. All right. So now I want to talk to you about being a woman in business because okay. I am also a female entrepreneur. And so I want to talk to you about like, talk to me about being a pet photographer because you are the photographer mm-hmm. part of this whole yeah. forever photographer. Yes. So talk to me about that. Um, it's the part I choose and love the most. And I love that I don't have to do all of the things that Jason does, you know, because I do I get to really hone in and focus and live in my happy space, which is granting and holding space for all of my clients, anyone that comes in the door, I get to hold this gorgeous space of vulnerability and um, transparency. And, you know, I already know who you are and the way you talk the silly talk with your, your, you know, your animals at home, like I we are the same person. And that is, that is 100% more than okay to be that person here in this space. And there is no judgment, only celebration. And so I, and I, you know, through this pandemic, it has really, really brought to my awareness every time I get to photograph someone because it is far, you know, further and fewer right now, um, Mm. how much I enjoy serving people and making them feel so good and then getting to do it through something that's so pure and real in their life um, that they could take for granted in their everyday and um, just, you know, amplify that in their life. And they, they get, they leave like, thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. This, I, I, this is like therapy. This is better than therapy. Mm. I feel so good. And they just, you know, they feel more connected to their family as a whole, their, their pack as a whole when, by time they leave. And to me, that's the greatest gift. Like that is purpose. That's what I want to always do and keep doing for people. Amazing. So you, you basically went from yard dogs to <laughs> wedding photographer traveling around the world yes. to an intermediary there becoming a dog mom mm-hmm. to becoming an obsessive dog mom. Yeah, it's true. It is true. <laughs> but I don't care. I'm standing no, up for all it's, of It's a good it's a yeah. good thing. Yeah. And then that in turn has created this entire business because you essentially designed the forever usa road tour that was your idea correct i did i dreamt about it yeah and then i woke up the next morning and said you're gonna think i'm crazy but we're supposed to do this 
And then we told our business partners and they were like, yeah, let's do it. Okay. If Christy dreamt it, we're doing it. So we did it. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) So talk to me about what's next. Like what is your next entrepreneurial boss lady project? What do you got? What irons do you have in the fire? I, uh, this, it's not dog related though, but the dog psychic did bring something up to where I was like, really, really? Okay. I'm feeling this. And I actually had a moment where I thought about it like a week, a week before I talked to her. But Mm. um, through all of this, one of my friends wanted to celebrate her girlfriends. And so I start we we put together like little pods of four women here and there and put these parties together to where we are uplifting and empowering each other. So it's only women, and they have to be 40 and over. And it's all about just owning your goddess, owning who you are, breaking down, you know, the society standards of what beauty is and who we're supposed to be as we're getting older, you know, and to stop saying our age because our body doesn't need to hear that nonsense. We are exactly who we are and just perfectly beautiful and powerful in this moment that we are, no matter what society grants as beauty. And the sad thing is, is a lot of us women don't actually see how gorgeous and powerful we are, but the ones around us that love us the most do. And so mm-hmm. we are getting to finally see ourselves the way others see us already. And we we put all these roadblocks up in front of ourselves and beat ourselves down, you know, constantly. So right now um, we're doing a lot forever. We're doing a lot of work to bring some forever ideas online since we're not able to be in the studio as much and people aren't going in mm-hmm. as much. So we're going down a path of helping and answering some questions and giving people access to things that they ask us in the studio when they come in for themselves. Like, hold on, like, uh, elaborate. Like, okay, so like people, a lot of my clients will say, like when they have a black dog, which I love photographing black dogs because they don't have a single photograph on their phone of the black dog because they only can no. see their eyes. You know, <laughs> I do. And then when I photograph them, they're like, oh, my gosh, you can see every hair, you know, Mm -hmm. because I know how to light black dogs. And I love it. And um, yes, you photographed my black dog. And I was like, she looks beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. She's in the book. We're in the book. We're in the back of the forever book. Yes. And so, um, yeah, I, we're, we're putting together a class on how you can photograph your, your dog that has black fur um, at home with your iPhone. So we're putting together educational classes for how to photograph, how, dogs mom, how dog moms can photograph their dogs with their iPhone from home. Just at home. Yeah. I mean, it could be anywhere, but we're doing it from home okay. because we're kind of all in our houses. Yeah, a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, a tiny bit. Our pups are spoiled rotten right now with us being home over the past year. Mm. So, yes. yeah. So that's in the works. And then what I was telling you about with the, with the Women Empowerment Project, that's called the Goddesses Project, which I haven't even launched yet, but it's in my soul. And it's I, cooking. It's cooking. And I did, you know, I've done about 12 women through it. And honestly, the women left saying they saw themselves differently. They they mm. saw themselves in a way that they had never given themselves permission to see and love themselves. So um, my mission in this life is to serve people and to make them feel good and empowered, you know, about themselves. If that's whatever avenue that's through, you know, and with forever, it's through their fur babies. I love that. Thank you. You are such a beam of light. I have had just 
definitely way too much fun with you today. Um, we may need to kick Jason out more. Oh my um, stop it. Don't don't that'll hurt us. <laughs> hurt um we just okay, so as you know, because you listen to our podcast, I unlike Jason. Mm-hmm. He unlike, doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't listen, listen to himself. Whatever. I listen to it. I'm addicted. I love it. Yes. Okay. So as you know, we close every. Oh, girl, get it. Get it. Every. I have been dying <gasps> to do the joke. Like, you have no idea. I have been dying to do it. Oh, so my gosh. I because I'm not a dog dad, like, I can't tell, like, You're a dog dad mom. joke. Yeah. So I can't tell, like, a dog dad joke. So. I, in lieu of the dog dad joke, I'm just going to be very punny right now. Get it, girl. This is your, this is your, <laughs> this is all Okay. <clears throat> Let me do like a little hair. Uh-huh. Okay, there I feel you go. Ready. Ooh, I heard a song. Come on with that one. I feel ready now. Okay. Why do Dalmatians hate the rain? I, I don't know. They don't want to step in a poodle. love all these jokes. This is so good. <laughs> I did it. You did it. I'm so proud of myself. I okay. love it. <laughs> so good. All right. oh, I'm well, sad Christy, this is over. I'm sad this is over, oh. but also kind of glad because I'm going to need to just go like collect myself <laughs> emotionally, like pick up all of the pieces of oh. me. Um, no, but this was so wonderful and you're Thank so you. lovely and I'm so glad that we met and me too. you're definitely like a soul friend. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm so happy that we all are in each other's lives. And I can't wait to finally get to meet Lucy when all of this clears up. Yeah. I, I've decided like right now after this, I'm coming to Reno. Oh, this, yay. Do it, I'm girl. Just, yes. I'm just going to come. Like um, it's I'm ready yeah, for you. It's done. Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know what Jason's going to feel about that with the two of us getting together. <laughs> he's going to be like, no, she can't be here. Oh, God. He'll be leaving. Like, I need a break. I need a break <laughs> from all this sunshine and happiness. <laughs> he's like, I just can't. I can't. I can't bring my energy to the oh, God. So, okay. Well, I love you so much. I love you. Thank I you. I will. I can't wait to have you back. And um, thank you so much for coming on today. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Beautiful you queen. Too. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I want to take a quick moment to thank everyone for listening today and to thank my beautiful guest, Christy Arias. Just remember that anything we talked about today, including Christy's new exciting class and her future goddess workshop will be listed and linked in the notes at the doggishpodcast.com. Please make sure to check us out on social Doggish podcast on Instagram. We've got Christy from Forever USA and me at Dog Up in This Bitch. Um, if there's a topic or personality that you would like to hear on our show, please let us know. And if you haven't yet, please like and or subscribe to the Doggish podcast so you can get updated on any new episodes that are coming out. Christy, this was so fun. Thank you so much. I love you to pieces. Thank you. I love you too. I'm allowed to talk, right? (laughs) Of course you are. (laughs) All right, everybody. We will see you next Tuesday. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.